We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. Welcome to gabbing. Gabbing. Gracie and Heather. How's it going? We're not even tipsy, and we're just already giggling away. Well, are you tipsy? You said you've been drinking. I know. I but it it wasn't like you know a lie. This is my my third glass. I've just been taking my sweet time. So earlier though, it would have been a different situation, um, because it was back to back. But then I had like a span in between where I wasn't drinking anything, okay. and here we are. Well, tell the folks what you're drinking. I am drinking. I think I've had this one before. It's a vino verde. But it's a rosé vino verde and angels de Portugal. Nice. So yeah, it's nice. And I'm using an actual glass that says "Go ask your dad." Hashtag mom life. <laughs> did you and get that as a gift? I did get it as a gift, and it looks like the paint is like already starting to come off. So let's see how long it lasts. I am not drinking tonight. I am drinking pink lemonade because I had such a long exhausting week that I feel like if I have a sip of alcohol it's going to be a solo podcast because I will be on the floor asleep we don't need that I need somebody to talk to if not it would be super awkward unless you want to bring Lila and Pia into the mix you're like come on what are your thoughts Lila and Pia what are we talking about (laughs) they're like what (laughs) they got nothing to say show me the treats that's what they're yeah that's what they're saying show me the treats so yeah, so this week, I know you're excited about this one. I'm not sure if I'm excited or not. We shall see. <laughs> uh, well, I'm really, really curious. I told the hubby, like, she finished watching it. So and he and he was like, well, what did she think? I was like, I don't know. We're going to find out. I wasn't going to tell you. I wanted to keep it a surprise. Good. So we're going to discuss from HBO, season two of White Lotus. Yes. Yeah. It's such a good show. I loved it. I see. I don't want to say I loved it. There were because just because we can get into it further, but of course, I found most of the characters really frustrating. <laughs> I think that's the whole point. Season one was the same thing too. Yeah, like I like the show, but I don't want to like use the word love like other people do, just because I'm like. I want to strangle half these people. They weren't worth loving. Yeah. They but definitely they did weren't. a they did a fantastic job. They really did. Yeah. So I will say I liked the show. Okay. That sounds good. I'll take that. Of course. I don't have a choice. <laughs> now, did you did you love it season 2 more than season 1? I've heard a lot of people say that. Um I I mean season 1 you had like I felt like the ultimate douchebag. And now I can't, of course, remember his name. I need to put up IMDb. Like, there was this one ultimate douchebag. And then in the second season, all of them were like... Was it, was it the honeymoon Yes, guy? a couple. Yeah, we can call him Douchey McDouchebag because he was the worst. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. He was just like beyond. He was the epitome of an entitled, rich, white boy and a mama's boy at that. You know, like I remember, I was like walking through Philadelphia with my one friend, and we passed this group of like 
college age white boys wearing like polo shirts with their like the collars flipped up and they're wearing like khaki shorts and stuff and my friend leans over and goes white boys are the worst and I feel like he is the epitome of that <laughs> he he really was he really the, the name of the character was Sh oh lord well the actor is Jake Lacey and he was on I don't know if you remember this the office the character's name is Shane Benton. He looks very familiar, and I couldn't think of where I knew him. So it's from The Office. He's from The Office. I'm just going to call him Douchey McDouchebag. Douchey McDouchebag it is, my dear. Douchey McDouchebag. I was not to, like, focus on season one, but I was, like, so frustrated at the end when she got back together with him, and he got away with killing the only character I really liked in that season. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised, but it's very frustrating. <laughs> Are you surprised? I like for season two. I remember, I, you know, we we tend to like wait it out after the credits to get, you know, what the creator has to say and, and whatever. And he talked about the ma male ego, and the season was all about the male ego. Yeah, it was exhausting. That's a great way to put it. Exhausting. It really, really was. I mean, is even e even like the the guys that you kind of I want to say feel kind of bad for, like Albie. Mm -hmm. Bad for is not maybe the right word, but um, Albie and what's his face, the um, Ethan. Ugh. Ethan, exactly. Yeah, you sympathize with them. You're su you're they're... we're supposed to, and then it gets to a point where you're just like. No, never yes, mind. I like can't. A, but like Albie had a savior complex. Like he wanted to save this girl. He did. Life. Like you don't, like, no, you don't have to do that. She could take, obviously, take care of herself. Yeah, exactly. And Ethan, he just couldn't, just couldn't let it go. I mean, the, it was such a. Well, he unhealthy... couldn't stand up to his yes, friend first yes. unhealthy relationship with his so-called friend that's yeah. not a friend no and oh my gosh Theo James he was fantastic in that role I wanted to strangle him the entire time <laughs> I hated him so much <laughs> he did his job but he he ended up the way that like Ethan just like his relationship with with him just made go from like really liking Ethan at the beginning of the season to just being like I can't with this guy like forget about it like he just sucks too bad he, he really did is he just couldn't let it go he couldn't let any of it go yeah. he couldn't let that relationship go he couldn't not believe his wife when she said she didn't sleep with him yeah like I and, but, but I mean it's I because mean, because Theo James's character was always doing that to him. I mean, can you really fault him? But also, that is your wife. Yeah, and Trust if her. you really can't, well, yeah, that's the thing. He really should be trusting his wife. Like she said, she never lied to him. And like, why would you put? Why would you even put her in that situation? Like exactly. to begin with, like you know this supposed friend and how he acts. So why would you agree to go on vacation with him? And then she even says he mm -hmm. purposely got naked in front of me 
out of like without like my consent or anything like that and he yeah. still continued to put her in that position he he wouldn't he i don't know what do we ever really find out why he just sticks around with cameron that's the name of the character so much like like why does he deal with it is it like some kind of sense of like he idolizes him or something maybe he does because he was the type of person who got all the girls and you know comes or came from a rich family like i i, I don't know he looked up to him because I, of those reasons yeah i couldn't get it like i didn't understand why why the that those couples were friends and why they were on vacation together exactly. and when he walked off to that house with uh what is her name daphne yeah I was just like, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you. Well, maybe they didn't do anything. I have a feeling they did something. No, they totally did something. And <laughs> and in, in this case, Daphne was kind of like, she, she she's doing it to get back at her husband, as always. But she's not thinking about her new friend. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, Harper. So, so it's funny because... Daphne's an absolute bitch. Ooh, in in previous episodes, we've talked about how fantastic the relationships are in different shows that we've watched or different books that we've read. And this, there are no fantastic show, relationships. Yeah, here. it's it's the opposite. Like, can you think of any friendship? Wait a second. How about not a friendship, but maybe an understanding of sorts between what's her name, Valentina? No, Mia. And what is the name of that girl? Valentina. Yes, Valentina. The poor Valentina was oh, yeah. lesbian. She just repressed. Mia brought her out of her shell. So, yeah, oh, I guess. But it but is. It's not like a real friendship, but it's just like, it's like the only, I feel like the only decent thing that happened. <laughs> it's the closest that we can get to a good friendship because... There's also a transactional piece of it where she yes. wants yes. her to let her be the piano player and stuff. So it's not, it's not altruistic. It's not genuine, genuine, you know. Yeah. It's, it was such a hot mess of a season. And what, what I, what I loved about it was that I just didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, that's true. I just have no idea. Although I will say. Heather, from I can't season see you. one. From season one, yes, yes. Oh, that's okay. From season one, I was like, I don't like Greg. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that dude, <laughs> but I don't like it. <laughs> so at the end, I was like, I knew I was right. <laughs> <laughs> there was something up with him, but I was not expecting all of that. No, not at all. I but he tried to he tried to kill her. he he succeeded. He got her fucking money. Yeah. He didn't get his uh boy toy. Well too bad. But he got his money. She shot them up, eyes closed, left and right. That was the yeah. most craziest thing I've seen. Well, no, it's not the most craziest thing I've seen, but it was just so and the way she died was so in character. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Of it course, was a damn shame. 
Of course, she would, you know, hit her head trying to go over. She couldn't freaking go over the damn boat. Yeah, that what was... What was she going to do? What was she going to do? She was going to go... What was she going to do? She should have just stayed there and just said, these people try to kill me, even though they're all dead. I'm literally, like, wringing my hands right now because the stress during that boat scene, like, once she realized what was happening... Yeah. ...was so nerve-wracking for me. You know, I think that that guy that stayed behind, I think he didn't want to do anything. I forgot his name. Oh, the the nephew in quotes. No, 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 no. No, he was, well, he, he had no choice for whatever, whatever background he came from that he was rescued from. But one of the French dudes with the dark hair, with like the pinky hair, is that appropriate to say? I don't know. Um, I know who you mean. With the mustache. The non-Emily in Paris guy. <laughs> because the one guy was from Emily in Paris. Oh my gosh. I have not seen Emily in Paris, so I'm like so lost right now. You're fine. The guy with the like <laughs> light, like whitish curly hair. Okay. No, not He's him. from Emily in Paris. But yeah, the guy with the darker hair, he did stay behind. I didn't even think about that. I, he looked like he just like, I mean, I, I may be wrong. I don't know. But it's just, it's like, I feel like. He didn't want to be a part of it, so he said he was going to stay behind. Unless yeah. unless he was staying behind because Greg was coming. Because Greg, you know, was only going to be gone for two days, and it had been more than two days. I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, where the hell is Greg? He's supposed to only be gone for two days. Like, who the hell is going to leave Italy well, for and two where is days he going? and come yeah. back? Where is he going? He's going all the way back to the States? Like, to Colorado. It takes two days to travel. Yeah, it she, like she like I think she was just like whatever anyhow because it seems as if they've just co- were constantly getting into arguments. Yeah, and he didn't want what's her face around Portia. Portia because of this, like he probably didn't want any innocent people getting hurt. And let me tell you something: there is no way in hell, like, th- like there has to be more to the White Lotus than meets the eye because you're not just going to end season two. With no repercussions for Portia. You 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 telling me she's gonna go back on a plane with none of her shit to the States and no one's gonna raise red flags? Yeah, I wonder if she's gonna be in season three. They need to like bring back older characters, I feel like, to wrap up their stories because I wanna know what's going on. So it it has been hit, hinted that um what is her name on a second? Jennifer here. Coolidge is actually not dead. No. <laughs> that the mom from season one oh really might be in wait. season three wait wait which mom I, I automatically assumed you were talking about um the brass mom oh my god i'm trying a blank oh jesus christ oh nicole mosbacher connie Britton's character with like the red like the strawberry blonde hair yes okay. yes you're so good nicole mosbacher I am not good. I'm just on IMDb. Okay. Yeah. So she did an interview where somebody was like, there was something about like, um, there was some kind of like hint for season three. And one of the characters was talking to their sister and it sounded like her voice. And she was like, I can't tell you anything. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 
whose sister? That the sister, like the character sister, so Nicole's sister is going to be on season three and therefore Nicole's mm. going to be tied into season three either mm. over the phone or in person. I'll take it. I like those like stories where they, you know, all connect somehow, some way. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like that. Um, so yeah. So uh, maybe we'll, they'll tie in some characters from they should. The way that ended, it's just, because we also don't know what happened to her son because at the end of season one they all get on the plane and he takes off like he doesn't get on the plane with them yeah but I feel like he'll be fine yeah but it would be nice to know what happens to him oh I just saw Armand I'm so upset that character was like living his best life okay like his best life yeah like so I, all over the place. I have a friend that used to previously work in the hotel industry, and she was like, "All that nonsense in season one was like spot on." Like she, she was like, "I, I felt traumatized just watching it." Wow, it was triggering. Yeah, she said she was totally triggered because it's like every aspect of that, like from the way that customers act to like the drugs and alcohol and like the craziness. <sighs> Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed it was the TV show and that's like it. they were exaggerating it. She was like, no, like spot on. I, oh my God. I'm so I tr- have to try to be my best guest every single time I go away on vacation then. Oh, I always try to be. But sometimes you just, you know, you need a little more and then it's like, oh, I'm asking for too much. Yeah. Well, I try not to, I try not to do like housekeeping every day. I try to, like, when I leave, I try to leave everything as clean as possible. Like, I gather all the trash together. I gather all the laundry together. Like, I'm um, a bit much. The the hubby likes to put all of the towels in the bathroom. In yep, on the floor in one and spot. I'm like, it drives me crazy, actually. I'd rather it be hanging. Oh, yeah. I guess it depends. Like, if it's not that much, but if there's a bunch, like, if you stayed for a while. I I was taught to always make the bed. Because oh. not only, well, they're still going to have to like strip the bed, but oh, it, it helps you make sure you don't leave anything behind. Like if you, ha- mm. if you tidy everything up, you make sure you have everything. That's a very good point. Yeah. Very, very good point. So I try to be like an extra good person because I also know several people that have worked at hotels and stuff and have had to clean and things like that. And so I know all the horror stories that they have to deal with lesson is be a decent person exactly what else happened on the season of white lotus there's so much because you have the like three generations oh my with the grandfather the father and the son embarrassing like the grandfather like keep it in your pants dude come on and he's like Again, entitled. Felt like he could do or say whatever the heck he wants whenever he wants. I thought the grandfather was not as bad as the father, though. <laughs> because? Because. Oh, are you asking me because? Yes. Just because he was like a flandering jackass. <laughs> he was comical about it. Yeah, yeah. But well, that guy... what's his face was like professing his love. And I, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, dude, yeah. come on. Like, just own up to it. 
that was actually that's a really interesting family in that it has like three generations of men who all basically have the same issue where they can't keep it in their pants, but they go about it in a different way. Oh yeah. Totally. But absolutely, the, absolutely. the father is like in all those different like gangster like mob movies. Not this time around. He's gangster yeah. in another way. Can't keep it in his pants. Yeah, but then he like yeah, he's he not planned, gangster everywhere else. He planned a hooker ahead of schedule. Yeah, that's really messed right. up. When he's like in trouble with his wife for cheating. Exactly. Like you see, I feel like the difference between him and his father is that his 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 father is a philanderer. He lo- he you know, he loves to cheat, right? But like he seems like he has like a genuine like he needs to go see a therapist. They all need their therapy. That is true. But I feel like he's like a sex yeah. addict type individual. Yeah. Because how do you, I, I, then again, I don't know if the dad used to do this, like go on vacation and plan to sleep with somebody. But how do you plan ahead of schedule that you're going to have an affair with a hooker? Right. Yeah. Like you you're going is, is to. Is, is that even the right word? Escort. Escort. Have an affair. It's just easy to me. And then, like I already said, with Albie, he he thinks he's a savior. Yeah. He he tries that with um, Portia. Yeah. And then he does it with, what is it, Lucia? Yeah, I do like that at the end when he sees Portia, Portia in the airport, he like recognizes like he's he's not delusion under delusion anymore that like she's gonna go visit him. Like he recognizes right. like. He gave 50,000 euros to her and he's never going to see her again. Exactly. Yeah. I I had for a very long time thought that it, she wasn't running game, but she was running game big time. Because she end, was good. She, she had end, a good con. She, she, the, the, what's his face? The, her person that, you know, was scaring it, like. She gave him a hug. He was standing in front of like some hotel or whatever, gave him a hug. And I thought to myself, oh, wow, look, she got him a job somewhere. Well, there was some kind of reference that she is some, he was somebody's brother. That's how she actually knows him. I just, I just assumed that he was in on the game. Well, I think he was. I, I just didn't realize it until like weeks, weeks later, like maybe two, three weeks after the fact. Yeah. I was just like still thinking about the White Lotus. And wait a second. She you fell crazy. into that like hooker with the heart of gold. Yes. Theme. Yes. But I don't feel like you. Know, she, she had to do what she had to do. The same with the other one, because like you're like, oh, she's befriending. Um, what is her name? Valentina. Yeah. Yeah, Valentina, she's friending, she's befriending her and everything. But it's like, no, she just wanted to get in so she could get that singing job. She wanted to play the piano and sing. She got it. And like Valentina fell for it because like you could tell that she was starting to like get feelings for her. And then uh, who is the frenzy? I'm so bad with names. I think it's Mia and, and Lucia. Mia. Yeah. So Mia was like, oh, you need to find yourself a lesbian. Like she still is even trying to act like she's being friendly, but she's like basically being like, I'm not your girlfriend. 
yeah which but she, but she needs to do that because she was catching feelings yeah that's Valentina. like she she put her on i yeah. i have she 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 has to she has to do it because then you know it'll become a problem for her in the future yeah. if she actually goes along with it and then she won't have a job who who is isabella is that the other one that valentina had feelings for yeah isabella yes that's the nice girl who was at the front desk so actually i will say the only healthy good relationship was isabella and her fiance <laughs> i forget his name what rocco whatever no idea something like that they um it like like it it kind of shocked me because it looked like they were flirting well it looked like he was flirting but i didn't think that they were actually engaged engaged yeah i definitely knew it felt that like there was... we skipped a step yeah i knew that there was gonna be a misunderstanding because i could tell i was like oh valentina thinks that she likes her but I could tell that's just Isabella's personality. She's going to act super friendly right. to everyone because she's like, she seems like she's like a genuinely nice person. So I knew that there was gonna, personality. Yeah, I knew there was definitely going to be like a misunderstanding, but I didn't get the vibe. Like, I feel like, I feel like prior to that, there would have been some kind of like talk that they were dating. Yeah. Not just like, Oh, you didn't know that I was even dating him, but guess what? He's my fiance. Like, yeah. That's why for me, it just came out of the blue. It looked like, I, I, if anything, I thought she would say, oh, he asked me out on a date. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yada, yada, yada. And that's, but engaged. Zero to a hundred. Um, what? A, oh, so Jack. I didn't like Jack from the beginning either. I was like, it was Jack, the the nephew in quotes, oh. the British kid. I thought he was kind of cute, so he was cute. But I just didn't Bad like boy. his personality. I was, he just was like, I don't know about this guy. He was just too like blunt about everything. Yeah, I am curious though to know what kind of lifestyle he did have that he needed to be pulled out of. Yeah, like, what's his backstory? Yeah. You never know. He might come back. I'm I'm telling you something. He's one of two people to survive. Well, three if you count Greg. Well, no. there Wasn't there someone who, the two more people, someone jumped off the boat. Oh, yeah. Who jumped off the boat? The captain survived. The captain survived, but I think there was another person. Somebody did jump jump off off the boat. Yeah, somebody jumped off the boat. I was, yeah, I was thinking of kind of like, um, what is? I feel like though. You, I mean, let me Quentin's think about entourage. This. I was like, there's the guy that stayed behind, and there's Jack, and there's Greg. Survive. I don't know who the other guy was. Let me see. All cast and crew. I mean, he he wasn't obviously a big player, but yeah. he, whoever he was, jumped off the boat. Now, my thing is, is, okay, you have witnesses to everything that happened, but how truthful is he going to be? Because oh, they, they were plotting. Plotting. Yeah. Or actually, I mean, maybe, maybe he just goes on shore. He, he makes it and he just leaves and doesn't say anything. Now, the captain, I don't know. The captain's a little bit different. 
And Captain is a little bit different because of the fact that he's an older individual. He obviously didn't jump off the boat. So I don't know. I don't know. Hold up a second. I just tried to see if it, sh- if it said who jumped off the boat. And there's all these articles. White Lotus fans are convinced that Greg was on the boat. No. No. Why would he? Why would he? What's the point? So they could start celebrating right away that they killed her? Like, he shouldn't be anywhere near there. If he were that smart, he wouldn't have done it. I'm just reading this real quick. Sit down, sit down, down here, rock the boat. Oh, it says, one user said, while watching the show, they spotted Greg's name pop up on the screen. It means he could have been one of the many voices yelling at Tanya before she began shooting. Check it out. The closed captioning says, Greg yells Tanya while she is locked in the room on the yacht. Really? When we heard people running upstairs and doors slamming at one point, Hugo was hiding behind the couch and the other two were shot. The captain was on the top of the boat, so he was one of the footsteps. I'm thinking Greg was on the boat waiting for Tanya to be taken back to the hotel so he could stay the night on the boat and celebrate with Quentin while his wife floats away to her demise. From there, you should suspect Greg ditched the boat and swam his sorry ass to safety. I don't know. It might might be onto something, even though I don't remember. If if, if huh. remote control was close by, I'd turn it on. Yeah, mine's all the way across the room too. Yeah, now I want to go back to that part because I know, like that's a pretty distinguishing part that you could get to. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, series creator Mike White teased that season three will tackle death and Eastern religion. I'm I'm down for that. Uh, if they're going to be talking about yeah. death, then maybe they will be bringing up Tanya. Well, it says here, um, oh, I have posted, I think, but it basically says, oh, here it is. Um, what if Greg travels to a new location to grieve, in quote, Tanya's demise? In that case, I would be thrilled to see what karma has in store at the next White Lotus resort. Uh Grieve? Well, they put it in quotes because he would be fake grieving. He would be trying to act like the grieving widower. I don't know. I'm not convinced with that. Unless she has in her will where she wants her ashes to be thrown into the Caspian Sea. Whatever seas are out there. I have no idea. Mm Mm-hmm. No freaking idea. Like what she did with her poor mother. I wonder when season three is coming out. Did they have a long period between season one and season two? It didn't seem like it to me. I think they were like a year apart. Let me check IMDb. See what they say. But I got distracted and started looking. Lou Richardson. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I will say Jennifer Coolidge was amazing as always. She, like, has been killing it this year. Killing it. So, the last She's episode... She's too good for aired. Greg. Stupid Greg. She fell in love with him. What can you do? What can you do? So, 2021 and 2022. So, I mean, okay. the next one might be, hopefully, coming out this year. The last episode aired December 11th of 2022. It says it's going to air in 2023. So let's see the the new season. So it came out season one in July of 2021. And the, well, not the new season, the next season, October 2022. So 
a year and a few months difference. That's it. Okay. But they're like, I feel like they have to, they have to get Greg. Greg. And Portia knows the truth. Like, how do you consciously? I mean, I, I know how complicated it is. Like, she probably doesn't yeah. want to get involved, but it's just like, yeah, you know like that she was killed. She's not showing up at the freaking airport. You know, she was killed. All her stuff is still going to be there. She's going to, yes. like, there's going to be records and everything. Yes. And I have to say, I don't know why I didn't say it earlier, it's going to look like she did something. Yeah, totally. And maybe that was the plan. Maybe Jack wasn't trying to help her. Maybe he was trying to set her up. But Greg was telling, what's her face, to, like, not have her come on the trip. Right, but then... But maybe that was him psychologically screwing with her. Well, I just assumed that Jack was sent to do his thing as a way to distract her. But then maybe they decided, like, oh, we'll just make it seem like she's responsible. Totally. Yeah. So I just found this article that talks about how apparently Johnny Knoxville from Jackass fame is friends with Mike White and that he may have inadvertently spoiled the next location for White Lotus. Um, And it's saying that, according to him, it might be in Tokyo, which would make sense. Oh, cool. That would be nice. Or like the Tokyo area. Well, it has to be a, well, I don't, I'm going to say it has to be a resort because the White Lotus so far has been two beach resorts. So what beaches are there in Tokyo? I wonder. Ooh, can't wait to find out. Yeah. You don't think of beaches with Japan, but I mean, it's islands. There, There's there has to be. be. Yeah. There has to be. Can't be like all about the big city. There has to be just some, well, if it's Tokyo, Tokyo is the big city. Well, and Tokyo is on the coast. I was just looking. Yeah, it is on the coast. And there was actually like this little peninsula thing that sticks out. So I could see that there there could be like a couple of different locations that would work. Well, I should say the Tokyo area is on the coast. It's not like the outskirts would be on the coast. Very interesting. I'm there for it. We're there for it. But I could also see some kind of, like, resort at, like, the bottom of Mount Fuji. Is that the famous? you asking the wrong person. Um, yeah, Mount Fuji. I think is not, um, if I'm remembering correctly, it's not too far from Tokyo. So I could see, like, some kind of resort that overlooks, like, Mount Fuji or something like that. And actually, different. Mount Fuji is, now that I'm looking at it, it is to the southeast of Tokyo, and it is also close to the ocean. So I could see them doing a resort, on, like an ocean resort there that overlooks Mount Fuji. I think I've solved the mystery. I like it. Nancy Drew is in effect. Maybe Greg will die on Mount Fuji. Get pushed off. Yeah, get him to the top and then knock him off. Knock him off and I'm not bitter. He like. Oh I guess Ryder died with Jennifer Coolidge. She was, you know, ditzy and the, didn't realize anything around her. But like, you gotta, you gotta kill her. That, she was well-meaning. She, in her own right, was a wealthy, white, entitled lady. But 
she yep. was well-meaning. I and she had a college. Exactly. She's tally ho, a hunting we shall go. She's from Austin exactly. land. Exactly, our girl. And, like, legally blonde and like so many amazing things. I feel like um, wait a second. I want to say I feel like I need to get up on the legally blonde, but I think I saw the first movie finally. I just don't remember. Really? I'm bad. Because Sule and Alicia were getting at me about it, as they always do. They're, you know, for, for teenagers, of course, they're teenagers, so they like to bully people into doing things. <laughs> as they should when it comes to Legally Blonde. It's got Jennifer Coolidge. I really don't remember that much about it. Like, I remember the whole nail salon scene and everything, but uh, that's about it. She is so, like, she has perfected awkwardness she sure has and I used to actually watch the show on freeform and she was on it not like on it all the time but she had a uh, starring guest starring role and I don't think she was she the same type of character that's just I think that's the way she is I saw an interview with her they asked her something like what would she want to be or something like that I, I don't know but her response was a dolphin and it was just like her college you know what she was on that she wasn't necessarily that type of character, but she was still kind of odd. Uh, what is that called? It's called The Watcher. American Pie? Oh. Oh, that's right. American Pie. That's another good example. The, the Watcher. Watcher. Have you I, seen that? I've, I've not seen it. It was good. Don't watch it at night I alone feel, like I did. Well, that's why, I think that's why I didn't want to watch it because I felt like it's going to stress me out. Uh, white labor stressed me out way more. Really? But like, yeah. it's, but there's different levels of being stressed out, though. Yeah, that's true. So Watcher stressed me out because it's based on a true story. Exactly. Um, so I actually, I started to watch it at night by myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to stop watching this right now. So I watched it during the day. And watching it during the day, I was fine. Yeah, there's some things that shouldn't be done in the at all. No. Yeah. I um recall reading going on a bear hunt with Fitzy, the hubby and I. And as I was reading it, I said to myself, This is not a book I should be reading just before going to sleep. So I actually put the I had like hid the book because he wanted to keep reading it and like days later, oh, where's that where's this book? And I'm I have no idea. We mostly read books to him in the evening before going to sleep mm-hmm. so it's it's i don't think he's ever gonna see that book again because i the last thing i need is for him to wake up in the middle yeah crying because exactly. he thinks there's a bear coming into the house <laughs> not having it at all i um, forgot that jennifer coolidge is in a mighty wind okay i love that movie it's a christopher guest a mighty wind i don't even remember a mighty wind what the heck is that Oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. Do you know any Christopher Guest movies? He does Best in Show, oh, uh, Waiting gosh. for Guffman. Uh, I would I would definitely watch it. So it's basically A Mighty Wind is like all these like folk groups that get together, but they're all very quirky. I see that already. Like I already see a lot of interesting people. Like, watch the video. Yeah, it has, like, a really good cast. That's what a I'm saying here. A lot of this cast are in different Christopher Guest movies. Like okay. They, 
um, like Jane Lynch and Eugene Levy and um, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, thank you. That was the name I was thinking of. Uh, like there and like now I'm going into like a whole like I'm ra I'm gonna start rabbit holing. I want to watch a mighty what? The SpongeBob. Oh, she's gonna be in that. We have a ghost, which I think comes out next week. We have a ghost. Yeah, I just saw this trailer. Hmm. It's this family that moves into this house that they find out is haunted. I think it's supposed to be a comedy. But I just saw the trailer. But okay. apparently she is in it. She's just living her best life right now. She really yeah. is. She's like at the ultimate top of everything. Yeah, because um, it's got her. It's got Tig Notaro, It's got Anthony Mackie. Um, Faith Ford. Because I, yeah, I saw it the other day and I was like, oh, I want to see that. But I didn't even see that she was. So, yeah, she... this is the year Jennifer Coolidge. The year of Jennifer Coolidge, or was the year? Um, it's it's overlapping. Is the Watcher? Well, I could have sworn she won something for the Watcher, but I guess not. Okay. She was good. She was like a jerk, but she did a really good job. Well, for White Lotus, though, she's won awards. So, yeah, good for her. Good for her. Now, is there anything else, my dear? Oh, I'm sure there is. Like, I just, when I was watching this, I found it nerve-wracking. I found everyone extremely frustrating, and I felt like I was judging everyone. <laughs> I think that's the whole point, to be judging everyone. Well, they got me that. <laughs> it really makes you think about yourself as an individual. Like, Jesus, how would I be if I were in this situation? For the yeah, exception of freaking Jennifer Coolidge's character, I do not want to be in that situation at all. No. You know, you, you know what it is to, like, realize? Not even, I think, did she realize or was it because Portia told her? No, she realized and she told Portia. Yeah, well, Portia hmm. said something and that's when it, went it all, like, clicked in her head. Like, they're going to freaking kill Can you me. imagine how terrifying that would be? You're, yeah, she's on the boat. She can't go anywhere. No, she's running around the boat trying to get the hell away. I guess a big lesson is don't go randomly to a different place with, with people a bunch of you people don't you don't know. know. Just because you want to feel validated. Yeah, she did it to you know, kind of tell Greg like you know in your face I got things to do. Yeah, which is exactly like he knew. He knew. R.I.P. girl. R.I.P. Yeah. I'm just like shaking my head. Yeah. So it was good. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> it was well, stressing me out. Get ready for season three. You're going to be stressed out for season three. They're talking about death. Yeah. I know. It's like I thought that season one was frustrating. And then season three, I was just like, man man because season one was like there were some like there were some fun scenes and stuff like that like I wanted to punch those teenage girls out like those college students and I wanted to shake the the woman on the honeymoon and punch repeatedly her husband uh, but then season two was like hold my beer <laughs> so silly girl yeah 
<laughs> do you have any beer. do you have anything else you want to talk about no I can't really remember anything yeah. else because it was pretty it it was pretty to the point like yeah it's definitely <laughs> definitely a crazy season period like I did, I did read an article called "The Real Murderer in White Lotus is Mas- Masculinity," and it was just spot on. Yeah, spot on. Spot yeah, on. There was so much toxic masculinity. Masculinity. I can talk. I'm not even drinking, and I'm like, oh, you're I'm tired and... too. If it's any consolation, yeah. but I'm always tired, so yeah, don't worry about it. Then tomorrow, Fitzy's at home. He doesn't have school. He's been. He, he went to school once this week. That's it. Yesterday, you, you heard me yesterday, because I'm already into tomorrow. Today, Today. he went to school. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness gracious! You need a nap. I need a. I, I need. I need. I need a ten hour sleep, so then I can wake up. Oh my god! So then I can awake even more tired. That's it. I have nothing yeah. to give you. Well, lesson is. Don't be a toxic masculine asshole. And? Don't don't go places mm-hmm. with random strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be telling else? people all your business too. Yeah, don't be telling people all your business. Lord have mercy. Uh, don't. Um, I feel like there's other lessons here. What other lessons? Don't. Um, don't trust around. random people on vacation. <laughs> don't be a, around. Be a good hotel resort stayer don't be an asshole yes just don't be an asshole just because it's their job you don't have to be mean about it people in service have to deal with way too much shit to be dealing with your asshole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't be what did i what did i call don't, don't be, be that a person ju- don't be douchey mcdouchebag from season one there you go don't be getting yourself killed in another country oh that's a God. nightmare yes you imagine your family everything they have to go through yeah. and i'm not I'm, and i'm not trying to be funny about it because it's 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 not you're you're in a completely different country yeah mm-hmm. be a good person always we have too many assholes out there we don't need any more to be, be a good person yes be, yeah. please be genuine and nice yeah it's, it goes back to kindergarten Follow the golden rule. Treat someone how you would want to be treated. Exactly. So, so basically do the opposite of what everybody in season two of Lotus, <laughs> White Lotus does. Every single one of them. Bad examples. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Gabbing. Gabbing. We're Gabbing. Uh, uh, we're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. Uh, uh, we're Gabbing. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin. <laughs>